welcome to episode 368 of the Microsoft Cloud IT Pro Podcast, recorded live on January 12th, 2024. This is a show about Microsoft 365 and Azure from the perspective of IT pros and end users, where we discuss the topic or recent news and how it relates to you. Today, Microsoft Loop comes up again as we discuss Loop, Notion, and Confluence, as well as a bit of SharePoint and OneNote. Scott and Ben discuss various scenarios when they use these various tools, some of the basics around them, and how Notion and Confluence compare to Loop when it comes to various pros, cons, and differing functionality between the tools. Should I start with the distraction I just watched, Scott, or should we dive into our topic today? Why don't we just dive into our topic today? I'm, I'm too scatterbrained today. <laughs> You're too scatterbrained? I don't want to send you down a rabbit hole. I'll share it with you later. It was rather interesting. Maybe I'll throw in the Discord chat if somebody wants to watch it. Completely unrelated to tech. That'll work. Yes. So, our topic today, so this is episode two of 2024, where we're trying to be more intentional and more focused Indeed. on our topics. Welcome to episode 368 of the Microsoft Cloud IT Pro Podcast, where something, 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 Ben and Scott discuss Loop versus Notion versus Confluence versus OneNote and using the right tool for the right job. Absolutely. I just got distracted, speaking <laughs> of distraction. Yeah, using the tool for the right job, and this was not on our list of upcoming topics, Scott, but I got on a rant with you the other day when we were planning. We got on a prep call for the podcast last Friday, and this came out of a scenario that I recently encountered and I have notes all over the place and I lost my notes already, <laughs> where I was trying to, I will say I don't do a ton of presentations. I do a decent amount of presentations. Whether these presentations are for conferences, and some of these are just presentations that I submit for conferences. Maybe I don't necessarily get accepted or give them at the conference I submitted them to, but I still want to keep track of them, or there's still presentations that I write. I do some presentations for webinars, for Redmond Mag, I do presentations for different recordings that I make. I have all these presentations, and over the last 12 or 15 years, I have amassed several different presentations that I have given or created. And these presentations involve multiple things. Like I, more often than not, I have some sort of PowerPoint with them. It may be five slides, it may be 25 slides. I think we actually did one where it was a workshop that was like 180 slides. But there's some aspect of a PowerPoint presentation to them. Oftentimes, I also have notes with them where I have maybe done research about different topics, I've pulled in different websites, maybe it's notes about potential demos that I want to do with it, steps to walk through these demos, all of that type of stuff. Most of these times, these presentations have like an abstract that I would submit if I'm submitting it somewhere or publish if I'm marketing it somewhere. And then sometimes they're just tagging like, I want to look through my presentations and I want to find a security presentation or a Microsoft 365 admin presentation. I know I've given one along those lines. Maybe I can't remember what the title is. So I have metadata about these. I wanted to create a library where I had a consistent 
way to go in and find all of my presentations, quickly navigate to all of these details about these presentations, search through them, filter them, etc. I love this idea. Like there's a lot of things that folks run into in like their day-to-day jobs that don't necessarily go with the job, but you kind of need a second brain to be able to track them and and understand what's going on with them along the way. I know being in the Microsoft ecosystem and especially with like my employer and, and who I work for in the tooling we use, one of my big second brain items is things like OneNote or SharePoint and capturing information in there. And one of the things that's often not lost on me is that just because I do something in like my day job for like a business process in my day job is that the thing that I might use in my day job because it's part of the business process isn't always the right tool for the right job for the night job or for being able to do things like track this. Like even though you do presentations and this work as part of your job, you're still behooved to find like the best tool to kind of manage that and make sure that you're right-sized and your brain is in the right place and you've got all the things that you need to be able to work through that. So I kind of love this as a hero situation. Now, maybe a little flippantly, I'll break it down to managing conference sessions in a second brain, right? Like, let's, let's talk about it like that. Yeah, that's essentially what it was. And a second brain can be anything out there. It could be a scrap of paper in front of you. I don't know that that's the most viable way to do this. Like, you probably don't want a stack of Post-it notes that's 100 plus Post-it notes deep on your desk or plugged under your monitor, but OneNote, Excel. That's yeah. where I do all my passwords. <laughs> One, sticky notes on my desk are for passwords. That's my second brain for passwords. There's a lot of people that do that. <laughs> Quick aside, I, I walked into the kitchen last night and my wife had her laptop laptop up and she was on the Chrome password management plan uh, page. I'm only going to mention this because you, you mentioned passwords. I thought this was funny and this is how like th- this is how normals do it. So my wife sitting at the kitchen table got her laptop up and she's on the Chrome password management page and she has her phone and she's just leaning back like this trying to get the perfect picture of the Chrome password management page. And I'm like, what are you doing? What's going on here? She was trying to teach one of her friends, one of her her coworkers at work, how to go into Chrome, because they use Chrome in her school district, how to go into Chrome and export her passwords from Chrome just into a text file so she could have them. And so my wife thought the easiest way to do this was to pull up Chrome on her laptop, take a picture, like effectively, what she's really trying to do is take a screenshot, right? Like control shift four, that thing. She didn't know how to get a screenshot from her computer to her phone to be able to send it on to the other person. Yeah. So that was it. My, my wife was on the Chrome page trying to show this person how to export passwords. But in doing that, she was also on her password page, right? With just all her usernames. The passwords are masked. Taking a picture of them. Yeah. Here's all the websites that I use. I was like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? And what's going on? <laughs> I had to walk away. It was it was, oh, it was it was too much for me. It was painful. All right, so post-it notes aren't going to cut it. So back to second brains. Yes. Was I supposed to keep going from there? Post-it notes weren't going to cut it. <laughs> it's Friday. We're all over the place. So yes, post-it notes are not going to cut it for me. And I've been playing around with all of these, right? Like I've used Notion for various things in the past. So I am familiar enough with Notion. I have used Confluence, which we mentioned. I've used Loop. I use OneNote. I use SharePoint, all of these different things. And I actually started doing this in Notion first. And I'm like, okay, this makes sense. 
to me. Notion, and this can get into some of the fundamental differences between these tools that we'll get into. Notion is really just a collection of databases that gives you like an editor to put text in. So being able to have like a page that was all my notes that I was in, I could easily link to a list of all my sessions and then I could have another essentially field in the database that I could link to my PowerPoint presentation, whether it actually be in SharePoint or OneNote or wherever it is. And Notion supports the idea of having like a multi-value tag field. So I could create a column where I could tag these different presentations with all of these different tags, security, Microsoft 365, Power Platform, Power Automate, governance, information protection, whatever it may be. And I could very quickly, like I very quickly was able to build this effectively. I could go through all my presentations. I could just click and pop up like a page that had the abstract on it or maybe a page that had the notes on it. Maybe I'd combine those. I could even create like database fields of where did I give this presentation? Which conferences have I presented it at? So I don't submit it again to a conference I've already presented it at or what were the dates I gave this presentation? All that different metadata around it. And that's where I started. And then I sit back as I often do and think, I'm a Microsoft 365 guy. I have OneNote, I have Loop, I have SharePoint tables. I should be able to do this in the Microsoft 365 stack. And this is kind of where my rant started because I tried to do Loop. Going back to this article, Microsoft officially launches Loop, its Notion competitor. And there's a bunch of these. Is Microsoft Loop a Notion alternative that somebody wrote? Loop versus Notion. All of these different comparisons. So I started in Loop. And what I ran into is Loop is just a bunch of pages. Loop is not a database. If you have ever tried to link two different pages in Loop together... I could create a table and a loop page, and then I could go in and create a page for like my session abstract or my session notes or a link to the PowerPoint presentation. But loop does not have a way to do multiple tags in a field. It could either be a security presentation or it could be a Microsoft 365 presentation. It couldn't be both, and I wasn't going to create a bunch of fields for each one. And I also found that with Loop, if you want to try to link pages together, it's not a database. It's a page and you have to do like an at mention, which actually appears to rely somewhat on the search index because I couldn't at mention a new page I created right away. I had to wait like 15 minutes or an hour and then I could go link pages together. And I went from there down like the SharePoint route and I was like, SharePoint lists. Yes, I know. SharePoint lists are not a database. You can go tell all of your friends. SharePoint lists are not databases. There's some relational relationability relationships you can build into them. But I was like, okay, even if I don't do a list, I can go do columns. I can do a URL to link to my PowerPoint presentation because I want those in a document library. I can do a link to link to a loop page if I want to write like descriptions and loop and all of that. 
Guess what, Scott? It doesn't necessarily work. Not at all. I really like this because if folks haven't taken a look at Notion or you've heard of it and you got like, eh, not for me. I don't know like what this second brain stuff is, or I don't know what it means to say like Notion is a database. Let me give you a concrete example. And and we can use your conference session thing kind of to guide us through the data and what that might look like. So if you think about going into Loop, which is fundamentally a hodgepodge of technologies, right? It, it, it's, it's an amalgamation of things like SharePoint, including SharePoint lists. It could be like embeddable documents in there, like a Word doc, a PowerPoint doc. It is also things like Loop components, Specifically, right? We're talking about Microsoft Loop, which also allows for embedding Loop components. Now, Loop components are not databases in and of themselves either, nor are they tables in a database. So, to give you an example of something that I do in Notion all the time with things that I'm working with, is you'll go and create a table. Now, I'm not talking about a database table, even though on the back end it really is like a database table in Notion, but you just create a simple table and you add a couple columns to it and you start populating those columns with data. And then you want to do something like create a new page, like in Notion you would do the same thing, like okay, I'm going to go create a new page for this data, and then you embed the same table on it again, but in that table on the new page, you want a different view of it. So in your case, that could be conference events. So you go and put all of your presentations and conferences into a single table in Notion. Everything's soup to nuts, you put the tags in, you do all that stuff. Then you can create a page that is conferences related to Microsoft 365. And then you create another page that's conferences related to Azure. And on the M365 page, you pre-filter that table to just things that are tagged as M365. And then on the Azure page, you pre-filter to things that are just Azure. And now when you flip back and forth between those two pages, effectively those two views, that filter state is remembered, but the data is fungible because the data is all in a single table. You can add a new record and say you added a new record and you tagged it as M365 and Azure. Great, that just shows up on both pages automatically because it's a, a single table. Now you want to go do the same thing with a in loop. So you create a new page in loop and you can embed a table inside a, a loop page. No problem, right? You put the table in. The problem is that table only lives on a single page. So hmm, that, that doesn't do it for us. So now it's a disconnected thing and I have my Azure presentations, my entries. So you think you'll get smart about it and you go, okay, this is loop and loop is built on loop components. So I'll embed a loop component that then has a table inside of it. And inside of that loop component, I will then do my filtering. So I'll do the same thing. I will create a page for M365 and a loop page for Azure. And now I've got the same loop component embedded on both pages. And I'm going to filter the M365 page to just M365. And then I go to the Azure page. And I filter to just Azure. <laughs> and then I go back to the M365 page. Huh, why is all my stuff filtered for Azure? Oh, well, let me change it back to M365. And then I go to the Azure page. Huh, why is my Azure page filtered for M365? It's because Loop is stateful. It's maintaining the state of the component. It's not considering the state of the component and the context of the page it's on. And I think this is like one of the fundamental differences and fundamental flaws. And like, if you think of Notion as a second brain and you've ever used Notion, it's just a fundamental breaking difference that just like 
rocks my brain every time I try and use this. Like I'm always so frustrated by loop components and their lack of contextual awareness and being able to maintain state in context like something like Notion can along the way. So to, to dial that back, like tables in OneNote, and, and I would argue even inside of loop or a loop component, doesn't matter if it's on a page or an embedded component, like a table inside of Word or Excel or anything like that, they do not at all have the same referential integrity aside. They do not have the same filtering, sorting, searching mechanisms that Notion has. Like, worlds apart, vastly different, vastly more powerful in Notion. So it ends up being one of these things where they are similar, but uh, yeah, they're, they're really not the same. It's like a close but not quite kind of scenario to dial these things in, which makes it really, really hard to use and wrap your head around, especially if you're coming from that other ecosystem, or you just start to struggle with it like a whole bunch. And the whole state without context thing, that applies to like embedded SharePoint lists and everything else as well. So it's not like you can work your way out of this with like a SharePoint list loop component embedded versus a table on a loop page, like just a, a native loop table versus like an embedded Excel thing. Like it's no bueno all around, as far as I found. And I think this is even partly where I struggle with some of this comparison that all these articles seem to do between Loop versus Notion and all of those is like Loop components are fundamentally a different thing where Loop components, I think, were designed with the idea of not having that stateful context, which is why they don't, because Loop components came actually before Loop itself (laughs) and before Loop pages. Just a little bit before. Yeah, and how you differentiate between loop components and loop pages is also kind of bizarre because you can like take a loop page and make it a loop component or make parts of a page a loop component. There's, it's a weird difference between them, but a loop component is more like, let's take this thing in loop and embed it almost as an iframe in all these different places where you can go take this loop component and embed it in a chat or an email or a meeting or Teams, Microsoft Whiteboard, Outlook, Word, so that all of these people can work on these components simultaneously from different locations while getting live updates on them. Like it's a whole, it's like Microsoft Word and Excel co authoring to a whole other level. <laughs> and I don't know that Notion necessarily approaches that with the same thought or the same concept of how it would be used, which is why, again, like I struggle with this comparison between Loop and Notion because I think at the end of the day, marketing and people blogging and all of these news sites are trying to compare them. And people end up in that boat that I found myself in where I'm like, I know how to do this in Notion. I want to do it in Loop, but these were two different tools designed with two different tasks in mind, I think. Mm. But because of these comparisons, people try to do the same thing in both of them and then quickly end up in my boat where they can't. And to your point about the tables and the lists and the databases, that's why ultimately I ended up pivoting over to SharePoint. Because in some respects, well, yes, SharePoint lists are not databases and there are some absolutely things that break with a list. There are also aspects to a SharePoint list that very much are Notion-like in terms of you can go in and create a list, which is kind of like a table. 
And you can go add all the different metadata to it. And going back to your contextual statefulness, I can go create multiple views on my SharePoint list that now I do have a view for all my Microsoft 365 presentations and I have a view for all my Azure presentations and I have a view for all my different conferences. And if I want to put this in, say, something like Teams or I want to put a link to each of these views someplace, I have different links to each of these views. Each of these views has their own links, has their own state. I can make updates to a view and save it so that that link will always work. So I could start getting there to a certain extent. And I was actually getting close. I was like, okay, I think I can make this work close enough in lists that I could be happy with it. But the issue you I ran into was maybe one people wouldn't necessarily think about, I hadn't thought about, <laughs> is I still had those... I'm glad you're going to bring this up because somebody out there was screaming the whole time that we've been talking, like, just put it in a SharePoint list and it'll be so much easier and everything will work there. Because they don't think through this, like, and this is totally weird. It's a little bit of a nuanced thing. So, sorry to interrupt you, but I was like, there's somebody screaming right now like at their computer. Oh, there absolutely is. Do you feel overwhelmed by trying to manage your Office 365 environment? Are you facing unexpected issues that disrupt your company's productivity? Intelligent is here to help. Much like you take your car to the mechanic that has specialized knowledge on how to best keep your car running, Intelligent helps you with your Microsoft Cloud environment because that's their expertise. Intelligent keeps up with the latest updates in the Microsoft Cloud to help keep your business running smoothly and ahead of the curve. Whether you are a small organization with just a few users up to an organization of several thousand employees, they want to partner with you to implement and administer your Microsoft Cloud technology. Visit them at intellijink.com slash podcast. That's I-N-T-E-L-L-I-G-I-N-K dot com slash podcast for more information or to schedule a 30-minute call to get started with them today. Remember, Intellijink focuses on the Microsoft Cloud so you can focus on your business. Okay, so remember going all the way back to my scenario, I said I want a session description and... Like I have my abstract and I have all my notes. Where would be the logical place to put those? I would put them in the table as a field or in the list as a field. But the list, but now I have to do all my rich text editing in the field. I would either have them in a page or I'd have them over in OneNote. So it's like a page in a OneNote because I can link to a OneNote. Like again, OneNote's a great kind of second brain thing and it totally has its place. Yeah. And I can link to a page in OneNote. I could link to a page in Loop. These were my two logical places where I was going to put them because ideally... Like, I could write them in a Word document. I'm not going to lie, I hate writing in Word. (laughs) So somebody is going to go out there and say, well, just put it in a Word document. I put these all in OneNote. So I could quickly, same type of thing, have a OneNote notebook. Here's all my session abstracts and notes in the same place, but then create a link to that particular page and then link from my list where I could organize sort and filter to the OneNote page. Went in, copied the link, created a URL, field in my SharePoint table, pasted the link in, it was like, great, I got it, hit save. Nope. URLs (laughs) in SharePoint are limited to 256 characters. Guess how long my link was to my OneNote page or to a loop component or to a lot of other things you share out of 
other Microsoft products. Always far longer. A lot of times they're longer than 256 characters. (laughs) So Microsoft, if you're listening, can we get that URL length on a URL SharePoint field extended? Like your browser supports what? 120 or 1024? 2056? I don't know. They recently lengthened the character limit in browsers, I think for the same reason, uh, but our SharePoint URL field is still limited. So I still could not like create my abstracts or notes about my presentation, all of that in the way I wanted to, and easily link it to my SharePoint list the way I wanted to. It's a Tough one because, and it really is like like it, it is a tough scenario because you do want the ability to consolidate that data, put it all together. And you would think like, yeah, it, it it all just would work, and it really doesn't because now the embedded table scenario doesn't work. Like the filtering, sorting, searching is not the same. The reference thing, the reference link thing doesn't work, right? Your reference link to a page within a OneNote that connects that together, and even like a little bit of like the state plus integrity thing, like that doesn't apply either because. The embedded SharePoint list, albeit even if you put it in a loop page, it's not a table in a database. And I think you have to be like very cognizant of that. Like, yeah, SharePoint lists are not databases, nor are they like tables in a database. They don't have referential. Like, nor am I arguing that they should, but I think it's something you kind of need to walk into open eyed and recognize up front that, hey, SharePoint list, standalone entity, entity, and where you do try and do this like metadata cross-linking, like I want to link from a SharePoint list with a URL field out to a OneNote, it can kind of Fall, fall apart from you pretty quickly. So then, you know, it takes you down some other weird paths because you're like, well, huh, if I got the data in OneNote anyway, maybe OneNote was the place to do that, but maybe you want some loop components in there. <laughs> then you end up with the whole thing of, I think, what it really boils down to is, and, and hopefully it gets there over time, it's lack of maturity in loop and loop components today, and particularly like individual product adoption of loop components and their ability to embed within them. So, you know, you know, you've got this concept of loop components. Like you said, like let's create one and then put it in a Teams chat and put it in a Word document as well. That's all well and good, but you're not always going to be able to embed that loop component in all the products, like across Word. Teams, you know, one note, uh, one note, all that kind of stuff, and that embedding experience, the management of those components, sometimes like rough around the edges. Like, hey, why do I have all these fluid files in my OneDrive all of a all of a sudden, and none of them have a name that makes any sense to me until I click on it, or until I remember to go to like Loop Loop and see what's going on that side. It's a weird one. If I was to put my finger on one of the struggles that I have. Like, I love Microsoft 365, right? I'm going to continue to use Teams. I will not go to Zoom or Slack from Teams because I will continue to use Teams for all my meetings, all of these PowerPoint presentations. They will continue to live in document libraries. All of my client work continues to live in SharePoint sites, all of that. But sometimes what I have run into is while these are all Microsoft products, they are very much created by different product teams. And everybody knows that Microsoft has a slew of different product teams working on these different things. So sometimes when you try to bring all of these things together, when I try to bring Loop together with a SharePoint list, together with a document library, together with Teams, 
while it's still all Microsoft, I still struggle with that. I'm still, it's still a bunch of different technologies. The Teams team isn't always thinking about how do I work with SharePoint, maybe the way I am, or the Loop team isn't necessarily thinking about how can we integrate with SharePoint so that we can link a Loop page to a SharePoint list. Or maybe the SharePoint team isn't thinking about how can we empower people to use Loop better. (laughs) Despite it all being Microsoft, there still can be some work in tying all these different products together to work in a way you want to versus some of my experience with Notion for this particular solution was I'm not trying to tie three different products together. I'm really working in Notion and I am integrating my presentation that start out in a document library, but I have a link and I can just copy and paste it in. And there are some integrations there. And I think that's one trap that sometimes I fall into when I'm looking for Technology. I will always look to Microsoft 365 first. Can I do it here? One, because I already pay for it. I already have it. I'm trying to learn through my own experiences to help my clients. But sometimes it's frankly just not the right tool for the job. It just doesn't work in some cases like this. And I think it's still a little bit of a learning process. And I think even people like me sometimes can fall into that trap of Microsoft 365 can do it all because it's all Microsoft, it's all tied together, it's all in the product suite. And then I get disappointed when I can't. Yeah. Or I try to spend too much time making it work when something else I can just stand up quick and easy. I'm glad you brought it up. It's one of those things. Like you mentioned earlier that maybe Notion is a little bit more mature or a little bit more purpose-filled, and you know, Loop isn't intending to be the next notion. I actually don't think that's the case. I think in lieu of somebody at Microsoft firmly putting their foot down and coming out and saying Loop is not the next notion competitor, that it very much is trying to be a notion competitor. Like, like let's be clear, like the, the article you started with on The Verge, you know, yep. somebody would have stepped in in Microsoft marketing when they saw that and said, hey folks, this isn't really the way we frame or think about it, or so the, you know, they would have come back and said, update, you know, Microsoft spokesman reaches out and does blah, blah, blah. Nobody's doing that. So this idea that perpetuates that loop is like Notion, it's totally valid. Like Nobody's stopping it from happening. Let's be clear about that. The other problem here is, and, and problem, uh, problem's the wrong word. I just can't come up with the right one right now, but is somebody chose to build loop on top of all these disparate components. Like SharePoint is SharePoint, Word is Word, Excel is Excel, OneNote's OneNote, like all these different things. So I get that they're out there, they have API surfaces, and you can choose, like as a developer, to pick up SharePoint. Like they just launched SharePoint Premium and SharePoint Embedded and all those kinds of things, right? So you as a developer, you could go out and do that. You're only getting SharePoint with that. Like if you chose to build something that integrated SharePoint and Word, that would be on you as the developer to figure that out. Or maybe you have an inroad at Microsoft, or you hope that over time, maybe those teams realize, oh, maybe we do need like a better integration or a better API surface or a proxy. Just something to to bridge the gap. But in lieu of that not existing, like somebody made the conscientious decision to go and build this thing on these disparate components and Give the impression, and I'm going to say give the impression, that they all work together seamlessly. Because it really is giving the, an impression. It's not the use case, like when you get in there and do it, that it all works just seamlessly. Can it over time? 
Absolutely. I hope it actually gets there. Like there are some things like, uh, you know, I think we've been bashing a little bit on Loop. There are some things that Loop does better than Notion. So one of them is that immediately comes to mind is document management and being able to do things like embed documents. If you want to embed a Word document in Notion, you're pretty much just popping a link into that thing. But if you want to embed that component in a Loop page, you want to embed it in a OneNote. Heck, you want to embed a PDF in a OneNote. I always love to functionality that gives me, like when I paste a PDF into OneNote, that it asks me, do I want just the file or do I want to spit out like every page of the file directly onto my OneNote page? Like I use that all the time. So like that stuff is all awesome. Like embedding's way better, file management's way better. It's super easy, just works. Everything's linked to its canonical location. It just lives there and and it's ready to go. There might be other downstream places where even with the disparate components that make it up and and the rough edges and experience, like even with that today, maybe there's other places where it gets better over time. Like we've been talking about Copilot a little bit lately (laughs) and the AI march for these things. So like Notion, if you go out and use Notion today, you can pay Notion $8 a month for Notion AI and build that on top and and see if that does what you need it to do. You know, Microsoft has a competitive offering here as well in the form of Copilot. Yes, blah, blah, blah. Not everybody can get access to Copilot, 300 user minimum, only in very big organizations. I I get all that stuff. Cost is very different too. $30 per user per month versus Notion at $8 per user per month. That being said, like maybe there's a ton of value there for you in having something like Copilot that knows about all your Word documents and all your PowerPoints and potentially your SharePoint stuff and potentially your OneNote stuff and all those things that go into to it on that side. So it really does depend on the use case and what you're trying to do. Like, and for me, like I get you're playing with this stuff because you're looking to build the perspective and, and be able to kind of carry that empathy into customer conversations and guide them the right way. I'm often doing it for different reasons. Like either it's for personal use, because there's just simply things at work that I'm not ever going to be allowed to put in a competitor tool like that. Or you know, I get my exposure through things like this podcast. Like we do our planning today in loop, right? So we can both play with it and get hands on with it. I should pull this over. <laughs> and how we do all of that stuff there. So it is a weird little bit of a world. I don't even know what you're trying to pull up. You're, you're doing you're doing live demos. I was going to pull Did up. Did you sacrifice a I'm chicken, doing live demos. A, a, a goat, a kitten? Here we go. Whatever it happens to be. All of that. To get it up there and, and ready to go. But at the end of the day, like there are these fundamental differences in these platforms. I think it's worth people like spending the time and understanding where some of this stuff goes. Like the second brain thing is like very near and dear to my heart. Like we play around with a bunch of these, right? We've we've over the years we've done just about everything for like note management. You know, we've done I think shared notes in Apple Notes. We've done the SharePoint thing. Um, what did we do before? Oh, we were using Obsidian. We've done OneNote. We did yeah, OneNote, Obsidian. Obsidian. Like we're all over the place with this uh, stuff just to get it on and 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 play with it. Yeah, and 
it's a fun place to be if, if you're playing with technology. But I think it really does hammer home the point of like right tool for the right job to get things done because that's the goal. Is we all need to like get stuff done and 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 move on to the next thing. Like, could I build like one of my personal examples for Notion? I have uh, some Notion assets out there to track TV shows that we watch and like what upcoming TV shows are. What episodes have we watched? Are there services that do this for you? Like, could I sign up for you know Real Good or Just Watch or TV Time or Tracked or something like that? Absolutely, I could, but I could also build it in Notion. So why not build it in Notion and have it be my, you know, be my own kind of thing? I would never attempt to do that in SharePoint. Like it's just not even something that's going to cross my mind. Some of that comparison to that I run into, like my scenario, keeping track of these presentations, they're for me. I have no plans at this point in time, like to roll out Notion within my company as a collaboration tool. I get that you could absolutely do that. Maybe if I wanted a whole bunch of people to have access to this presentation library, maybe I would do that. But I think, to your point, that's one area where I like Loop or I like Microsoft 365 is there are also some aspects to it that are built a little bit more for that enterprise scenario where you're having a whole bunch of people working on stuff or... To your point with Loop of being able to integrate with the rest of the things, we talked about at mentioning to link notes together in Loop, but what we didn't bring up is that at mentioning does a lot more than that. If you're in Loop and you start at mentioning something, it brings up people in your organization, it brings up files in Loop, it brings up meetings, it can link to a much broader ecosystem of things. And even when you start talking about OneNote and meeting notes, you can pull in your attendees from your meetings. You can go quickly click on OneNote, create a meeting note in OneNote that pulls all the information in from Outlook, from your meetings. I think in another aspect, there are certain levels of integration that are there in these tools where they do excel over something like Notion in terms of tying into the rest of that ecosystem at a global level. And I would like to see it mature more. I would love to be able to like embed a SharePoint list in a loop page <laughs> or maybe create a SharePoint list and have a column type B linked to a notion or a link to a loop page where maybe I don't have to necessarily go out and copy and paste the URL, but I can create a loop column in a SharePoint list where it gives me a pick list of all of my different loop pages. Some of those small things, if it does mature over time, would give me a much better way to maybe create some of the stuff that I have a notion in loop. Like you said, maybe over time, it'll mature. We'll start getting some of these different things. And like you said, we use loop for the podcast. I also use loop for tracking a lot of internal processes as I'm going through and doing health checks for clients or doing Intune deployments. And I want to keep track of certain notes of web pages that me and other people that work for me use. We're tracking all of that type of stuff in Loop 2, writing out step-by-step procedures, embedding YouTube videos of here's how this works or how somebody else has done this or different things like that that I do think Loop is also really good at. And it might just be that it hasn't matured as much as some of these others of the Notion, the Confluence, some of those that, frankly, have been around longer than Loop has been. I hope the team at Microsoft that does Loop doesn't 
hold back on like some raw ideation or implementing some things like while they're waiting for maturity. Like I, I do hope they're willing to experiment a little bit. Like one of the things I love about Notion is all the templates that exist for it today. So you can go out to like the help guides on Notion and very quickly spin up a new database on a wide array of use cases. And Microsoft has done this in other areas. Like, you know, I get it's a totally different team, but you think about like whiteboard and going out to whiteboard. Some of these other components like planner, hey, just spin these things up from a template. Like I hope they get there with loop, which might actually help them discover and get the customer feedback they need to drive some of this stuff to reality a little bit quicker. Yep. Cause they do have templates. And that gives me hope that I'll get custom templates is when you go create a new loop page, you very much can go pick from templates Microsoft has created. I guess, yeah, that's a good piece of nuance. Like Functionality is there. I want my custom templates. That's what nuance does. Like not nuance. That's what Notion has really at the end of the day. Like they're all custom templates. So like if I wanted to take my TV tracker and share it with you, I could totally do that. And you could be up and running in 30 seconds on exactly the same schema, metadata capture, all those kinds of things. You would basically just have to input your data and go with it. And that's really like where loop isn't doing it today. Yep. 100%. So We'll see. But I think there are, as we didn't mention Confluence very much. To me, I would say Confluence. Like, I know you said Notion and Loop. I actually view Confluence as a little bit more of a Loop competitor or Loop being a Confluence competitor <laughs> than Notion. But I don't see, I don't even think we have one. We don't have any articles that compare the two of them because I did try, I've used Confluence. We've talked about Jira before. I use that for task management. So I actually did try this briefly in Confluence as well. And interestingly enough, I hit a lot of the same roadblocks in Confluence doing something like a database of presentations that I do in Loop. So for me, Loop and Notion, if I can't, or Loop and Confluence, if I can't do it in Loop, I probably can't do it in Confluence and vice versa, where Notion feels like a little bit more of a divergence from Loop and Confluence, just because it's more database-driven and Confluence and Loop feel Maybe a little bit closer to a wiki. I don't know that I want to call it a wiki, but <laughs> different tools feel for, that way. for different jobs. So, in my mind, one of the places you'll know, and one of the ways you'll know, like if you're thinking in the back of your head, like, wow, this sounds horrible. I don't want to have to do this discovery and figure out is, you know, loop the thing I want to use, is confluence the thing I want to use, whatever that is. You don't really have to. You can almost wait and see like when others in the market kind of start to consider each other competitors. So if you go today, I thought this was funny, like when we started talking about this, because you mentioned Confluence, and I was like, I wasn't even thinking of Confluence as a notion competitor. Maybe more so loop, just because of the wiki-ish aspects of it. But if you go today and you go into Notion's marketing materials. Clear, I want to be clear, it's very like marketing material-centric. They have direct guides and a bunch of architecture for Notion versus Confluence and why you would want to switch from Confluence to Notion. And vice versa, Atlassian, uh, the company that runs Confluence and, and Jira and all those things today, Atlassian has, dedicated, has a dedicated comparison page as well for Confluence versus Notion and bringing... 
Notion stuff over to Confluence, like, and how you should think about those two things. So I think like the way you know it's ready is when somebody like Notion or somebody like Confluence sits down and they have to extend those pages, and it has to turn into Notion versus Confluence versus Loop, or it has to turn into Confluence versus Loop, or it has to turn into Notion versus Loop versus Loop, or whatever it happens to be out there. Because there are some things, like I said, like it's it's not to. I feel like we came across. Maybe be a little heavy-handed and, and bashing on loop. Like I really do want to see where it goes and keep playing with it and 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 all those kinds of things. And then there are examples out there of organizations that are potentially choosing something like loop as you know, you know a wiki for their business process. Like I was able, I'll put an example in the chat here and in the notes of like uh, some folks who have who have done that. And you know, loop is a GA component. It's certainly I think more fleshed out for M three. 65 customers. There's also a uh, public preview of Loop for Microsoft account customers for MSAs. I guess public accounts versus versus org accounts and all that kind of stuff. So that so that's sitting out there. Uh, you know, there is there is a public preview of that. It's been in private for a while, but there is a public preview if you want to go down that path, which I think even makes Loop potentially more of a space for something like a Notion competitor. We'll see over time. Absolutely. And Scott, my camera died at some point in time during this. It's not the day for cameras. Like my 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 cam link is I don't know, I don't know if it died or did what it did. I'm in a horrible scenario right now. I'm on my iPhone with a continuity cam, and uh, it's 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 not good. But anyway, we were at the end, so it's probably a good time to wrap up and and get back to yes figuring out what's wrong with wrap our cameras. <laughs> and I think it is. It's kind of what we mentioned, like right tool for the right job. If you're in Microsoft 365, absolutely something valid. Try it in Microsoft 365. But I also feel like it's a trap I run into. Don't feel like you need to pigeonhole yourself into Microsoft 365 because there are some scenarios where some of these other tools are right. And oh, yeah, I would say evaluate the different tools, read these comparisons. It's it's interesting. And that was kind of what you encouraged me in. And I think I took away from it and kind of where we went with this is you're like, Ben, don't feel like you have to use Microsoft 365. Fundamentally, these are different tools. And sometimes a different tool is right for a particular job. My struggle is always trying to figure out balance and not getting everything spread out across too many tools. Yeah. Because I also like to try a lot of different things. I think it's important where we are, you know, especially because we work in like so much of the corporate aspect and, and a lot of the like we're living the Azure M365, like the Microsoft ecosystem all day kinds of things. So I think it's important to kind of like build that context. Like I know you, uh, we've talked in the past about like project management, how you use Jira for, for some things. I'm using Jira, you know, even for like some personal things at this point. Like if you're somebody who's listening to this and you're going like, huh, I never heard Notion and I'm only a, you know, an M365 admin. I work for this MSP and they're never going to let me use it. Like that's not necessarily the point. Like I think a lot of us are tinkering go out and play with it. <laughs> you might find some really cool uses for it even inside your personal life. Or like if you've never heard of this concept of second brain kind of things like this, like it is worth exploring. Trust me. Like just give it a shot. It's all dying, Scott. I just lost your audio. Oh boy. Oh, you came back. Good. I don't know what happened there. I lost you for a second. I was talking. It'll it'll, it'll be in the recording. <laughs> yeah, we better wrap this up before it all melts down. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. As always, thank you. Thank you. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. All right. Thanks, Ben. 
If you enjoyed the podcast, go leave us a five-star rating in iTunes. It helps to get the word out so more IT pros can learn about Office 365 and Azure. If you have any questions you want us to address on the show or feedback about the show, feel free to reach out via our website, Twitter, or Facebook. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.